Hi everyone, it's Paul Ward here and welcome to another edition of Farm Talk. We are at Smarty Pants Ranch in Ojai, California. And our guest today is Andrea Gaines with Horse Heart and Connection. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Andrea Gaines, thank you for being here. I'm excited to are... share what we do. Our sponsors today are the Escrow Hub and the Money Store. So what is Horse Heart and Connection? Horse Heart and Connection is a unique uh, experience with horses uh, where people have an opportunity to come be with horses. It's a two-hour experience and they get the opportunity to learn about horses and explore nonverbal communication, uh, mindfulness, cultivating our intuition with the horse mm -hmm. kind of as our mirror and we learn something about ourselves where, where we're not riding them but we are kind of coming to sitting in a very beautiful, peaceful setting in nature and have an opportunity to see them as a sentient being that's very mm -hmm. intuitive and intelligent, like dolphins and whales and elephants. Mm -hmm. And when we see them through that lens, through appreciation, and what do they want to show us? So much we can see within ourselves that's almost like a mirror. And right. uh, you learn a lot about yourself. Uh, mindfulness and how to be more present and open in mm -hmm. the world. So you're not riding the horse. You're you're learning more about yourself through the the horse. What what is the horse teaching you? Well, the field is called equine facilitated learning, and it's just horses are a way in, mm -hmm. a way in to learn about spirituality, about mindfulness and presence. Mm -hmm. And so. If you're interested in learning and growing and maybe being a more subtle, settled human that's mm -hmm. a pleasure and good energy to be around, right. um, there's many practices that people have to take care of themselves to feel good. And sometimes we all need a little oh, just experience to shift our perceptions. So horses basically can teach us um, what we don't see in ourselves. They can um, show us what it's like to um, use energy mm -hmm. to perceive and feel in others and learn how to read energy mm -hmm. and uh, really become more intuitive. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, it seems like there's a meditation aspect to the program. Yeah, well, I do like to start with a, a little grounding meditation for everyone, and it just helps everyone settle their nervous system from mm -hmm. arriving and just quieting their mind. Because mm -hmm. as you know, as a species, we're very verbal, we're very mental, and sometimes our minds can trip us up. Right. And we get caught up in the what's just happened, what could happen, and so just settle, quiet the mind, and when we um, kind of quiet the mind and drop down into our hearts, and you know our guts, which is our very deep intuition, our hearts and our guts, mm -hmm. um, we can be more perceptive to the natural world and what it wants to show us. So just when people are more open, relaxed, um, more can come through. I think their energy is more attractive for the horse to want to uh, approach the human. Right. So who would come? Would it be young people, old people, teenagers? I would say all types of people come for all different reasons. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of individuals come that do private sessions and they might come for different reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, someone might have recently lost a loved one and they just want to like let go of some of the grief. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people come, um, they brought their 
children because they want to expose them to the large animals and they've never been around them before. Right. Um, I had a woman bring her daughter who was terrified of dogs and she thought, well, maybe if I could bring her to this experience, she might overcome being afraid of horses then maybe she'll be not so afraid of dogs and what happened is she was really afraid of the horse too she did not want to get near she did not want to touch it mm -hmm. and so slowly just acclimated her to like breathing mm -hmm. just breathe and sense like how does he seem right now and mm -hmm. like trying to teach kids to drop into their bodies most kids are really intuitive but for her she just needed to calm the anxiety mm -hmm. and so i just had to taught her how to rate her anxiety zero to ten it was a ten you know mm -hmm. she did not want to get near it mm -hmm. and slowly through the breath and relaxing and letting go with the breath she'd bring it down to an eight to a seven and then so she almost had a phobia it sounds like from about in her mind she was right. afraid of animals right for whatever reason and um, so ultimately she was finally petting the horse we got her inside with the horse to ultimately she was walking the horse to she was sitting down under the ground looking up at the horse wow so it was just little baby steps that kind of help people I try to help people overcome their fears mm -hmm. but so much of it is like Take a deep breath, right. just relax, you're safe, mm -hmm. and um, settling the nervous system in the mind. Right. And then by the end, I'm like, let's go walk my dogs. Right. <laughs> and so by the end, we were walking the dogs, and then uh, she was walking her neighbor's dog every day after that. So to me, that was an amazing transformation she made. That's a huge success story. Do you, have, do you get skeptics? I mean, do people come and kind of like, their family wants to come, and they're kind of like, eh, this is, you know, but then they're kind of converted by the end? Yeah, often like someone will come with their spouse, mm -hmm. and so they're just coming along for the ride. And um, you know, I think uh, so. One of them is usually drawn to the horse for, or some love of horses. Right. And so yes, um, but they often just settle, mm -hmm. right? Because they have a preconceived notion, maybe like I'm not, I don't care about horses, or I'm not interested. And, right. But once they get settled and just feel the moment and try to perceive, like, what is that horse trying to show me? Mm -hmm. And, you know, they, they make a connection with mm -hmm. them because they're gentle. They're so big and, like, powerful, but yet so kind. I think right. you just can't help but sometimes fall in love. Mm -hmm. um, I had a woman bring her grandson who, yeah, I don't want to go. I think he was nine, and she kind of dragged him along. And he's like, seemed bored, but... Right. Um, you know, once he met the horse, his just, his whole face lit up and he got in there and felt connected and he would get all kinds of intuitive answers from the horse because sometimes when you're quiet in the mind and settled in your body, you can kind of ask questions and receive intuitive answers. And so that's one of the um, benefits that people come out like, I actually am intuitive, you know, mm -hmm. I do get information when I'm still. Mm -hmm. So in a way, it's like a form of horse meditation. Right. But yeah, that kid was just in love and uh, uh, wanted to come back. Is the horse trained? It's, it almost seems like, you know, other disciplines like dressage or hunter-jumper or western, it's like the, the, the rider is the one training, but here it's almost kind of like the reverse. Right. Well, I love people to see them from a different lens other than an object to ride. Mm -hmm. I mean, I do ride mine mm -hmm. also, but um, if you can kind of shift your focus to like, um, what are they? Hello, how are you? What do you want to show me? And oh, thank you, thank you. And just meet them with appreciation and gratitude. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes 
different things you see and notice that you might not notice if you are there to ride them or get a job done or a training done. Right. But in terms of like the horse being trained, no. I think you might select a certain energy of a horse for this kind of work in the equine therapy, equine facilitated learning fields because you want a calm horse. You mm -hmm. want generally, I mean, they can all spook at any moment and be dangerous, but right. I think generally, I think the horses that work well in this field are not really uh, hyper or, um, right. you know, like um, Arabians could be very high energy and pacing and running and you just, you know, you want to think about the safety of the humans and so right. you just got to have a soft, nice energy for the horse and if, if they seem agreeable, you're right, hopefully people are tapping into whether they want to do this work. How did you choose these horses? Uh, these horses, I didn't originally choose them for the equine facilitated learning work. I just was looking for a couple of horses as pets, mm -hmm. uh, horses to ride. And I uh, thought when I went to get Red, the quarter horse, that I wanted a tan buckskin horse. And when I saw Red, I was just like his eyes, something in his eyes caught my heart mm -hmm. and uh, I think same with Flash he's a thoroughbred I think just something in me is like that's the one before I'd even seen a picture so I'm sure a little bit of intuition guiding me to my future partners that I didn't know we'd be doing this work right do you find a difference between the two horses and their personalities with the folks that come to the program does do the horses treat everybody the same or do they I mean the horse each has they have their own personalities so do they interact with folks differently? They do. One of the things like after our meditation is I like them to go meet them individually to sense the difference in their personality and mm -hmm. their energy that day and like how they are occurring to the human because they are different. Mm -hmm. And people often intuitively pick up on, oh, well, he's like this, mm -hmm. or he's an old soul, or, oh, he's very playful, or, mm -hmm. and, and they're usually spot on. Mm -hmm. So they're picking up on something just by the energy that the horse is emitting. Right. And, and the horses do different things every time. Just when I think, oh, Flash is a certain way and is always drawn to this type of person. It, or same with Red, he's a great, for grief, or he's mm -hmm. great. You know what? They're both so tuned in to what that person needs. Right. Sometimes someone has grief or trauma, uh, trauma, and needs a good cry. Mm -hmm. And um, I always thought, well, Red's the one. Right. But Flash equally. Uh, I had someone yesterday who had lost a spouse very recently, mm -hmm. and um, it was Flash. Flash just immediately was there and he was very still and he's the thoroughbred you know who are, they have reputations of being you know very high energy right and uh, he just held her and just offered such like still presence that sometimes that's all someone needs mm -hmm. sometimes to release emotions it's just like oh someone's got me right so so sometimes they surprise sometimes the horses even surprise you and you're around them every day yes what was your inspiration for doing this line of work? Well, I've always been into wellness, and uh, I'm a wellness coach, fitness trainer, life coach, and all that was around helping people feel better about themselves mm -hmm. and how am I going to wake up every day with good energy. Mm -hmm. And besides what we eat, how we move our bodies, and then how we manage our mindset, 
I ultimately realized it's all about our energy, you know, like mm -hmm. the invisible, uh, which is the world they live in. And as uh, I've been married 25 years and we as a couple would go to workshops to learn about how to keep the spark alive and mm -hmm. long-term relationships. This great teacher, David Data, I highly recommend him. And uh, he just taught us that like, it's about what are you offering mm -hmm. for the sake of the other? Mm -hmm. Are you aware at any moment? Are you open mm -hmm. or are you closed? Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times you're like, I'm closed. I, I'm in a bad mood. I don't want, you know? So you know, usually at a baseline, whether you're open or closed. Mm -hmm. And so often we're just a few breaths away from opening again. Mm -hmm. And once you can open, with a breath, you, your front surface of your body becomes more available, and then you can perceive, oh, you're here. It's not just me, na 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 right. selfing and uh, thinking about all my issues or my irritations. It's like, well, hey, what right. can I do for you? Mm -hmm. And it's the world that the horses live from, really. Just, they are in their bodies, they're living, feeling outward from their heart and their gut all the time, very, very far out, right? Their awareness is very big. Right. And we have that capacity, too, to like mm -hmm. fill out, you know, beyond you even like oh there's someone walking down the street or uh, like oh what can i do for you today even mm -hmm. if i don't feel like it like how to be of service and i really feel like they are great teachers for mm -hmm. this is this a new discipline i mean has it been around a long time actually i don't know how many years um, equine therapy has been in existence equine facilitated learning is a newer field i'm mm -hmm. going to guess the last 10 years That's okay so pretty new evolved from um equine therapy could have been maybe 15 years. Anyway, um, it's just a little bit different than equine therapy in that they often target traditionally veterans, mm -hmm. uh, sometimes kids with autism, and that was originally, I think, how they worked with equine therapy. And then now this has evolved to more personal growth. But we, you know, we see all kinds of people in both the same disciplines, and ultimately. If there's feelings that need to be released, um, the way I see it is it, uh, it feelings are good and it's good to feel and it's good to let go because if you can let them go and let them leave your body, you're going to make a little more room for love in your life. Right. So I, I would imagine that folks who come into the program are, are, you know, a lot of stress or anxiety and they just leave with a calmer, calmer sense after kind of living in the moment with the such a large animal it's such yeah. a spiritual being it is it's it's like sometimes people will come that are stressed and they just need a a little self-care and this mm -hmm. is just another form of self-care and mm -hmm. quieting the mind and just having like a day to just be and uh, i had an older woman come whose husband was in hospice and so she was doing full-time care right so she's you know, 24-7 in giving right. mode and right. probably exhausting herself and wasn't really taking care of herself that much, just taking care of him. And she wanted to do it. It mm -hmm. just had a cost also. And, you know, she just got so nurtured by the horse. I think it was red that day. Mm -hmm. And just she felt so loved. And she basically kind of reclaimed herself that day like we talked about all the challenges but we also I'm always trying to draw out well what do you want to create and who do you want to be and who are you and like let's dream let's dream mm -hmm. your future like how do you want to do this last phase of his life and right. she, we started kind of brainstorming and 
she basically got her life back. She started swimming three times a week. She started taking breaks at certain times of the day, going for a walk, doing her journaling and reading. And she's come back several times and she's just like so much happier and right. taking care of herself again and like being with him during this phase. So, But that spark all started with spending yes. time with the horse. Yes, because the family's like, we've got to do something for mom. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and a lot of people will come that um, maybe live in the city because mm -hmm. we're out, you know, 90 minutes from Los Angeles. So they need a break from urban living. And right. sometimes families come, you know, kids were in home, at home for the pandemic at school. So they just, people weren't connecting mm -hmm. with each other as much and they weren't getting out in nature. So I've had families come and... A lot of times the intimacy that we create um, is powerful mm -hmm. and just sometimes when because we gather in a way that's in a circle sometimes and we're looking each other in the eye and they're having intimacy with each other with the horse right there and uh, a lot of times families and couples will speak things that they appreciate and love about each other that maybe they haven't in years so right. just trying to set up a quiet private peaceful space where we can have intimacy with each other and with the horses to to guide us and sometimes the horses will lay down with someone really um and i can't make any of this happen right it's just it's all kind of natural mm -hmm. intuitive just mm -hmm. whatever's happening in the moment yeah so once they get to meet the horse one-on-one -on -one and they'll pick a horse they're drawn to for whatever reason their intuition will usually tell them and right. uh, then we'll get to go down into the arena and they can have one-on-one -on -one time with the horse mm -hmm. and you know just walk around play sit uh just pet them or sometimes people have sat down sometimes the horse has sat down with them and they have just circled right next to the person and laid down and everyone our jaws are dropped like wow right how lucky are they? Right, because yeah, you don't see that every day. I mean, no. You don't see a horse even sitting down no. all that often, really. No, and uh, sometimes they'll stay and sit and have a conversation with a horse. Sometimes I might ask them questions just to draw out, you know, what they want, what they desire, and so they're getting more clarity. Um, right. And uh, a, a lot of times if the person is just uh, speaking authentically and... Mm -hmm from their heart about whatever it is they desire or what they're afraid of, the horse is often there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and once they can let go of the expectation of, well, does he like me? Right. Is he gonna come to me? Right. You know, so we gotta work with all those stories we have in our head about what we make up about if I'm liked or right. is he ignoring me? Um, so we kind of look at, well, how is that something you see in your life with your relationships right. right and it's just an inquiry sometimes it leads somewhere sometimes it doesn't but mm -hmm. um uh it's just the horses are doing different things sometimes they um will walk with the person i've seen the, them walk all around in the arena and they stay with the person the whole time the person's having a conversation with the horse and so horses are just a way in to your heart and your inner guidance system how does the program benefit kids well, I love kids coming um, because it's great to teach them about the natural world. You have kids, you know, the when they're outside and 
playing and their imagination comes to life. And mm -hmm. here it's so beautiful. I feel so lucky to be here, but we're surrounded by the orange trees. There's hummingbirds everywhere. There's birds. It's quiet. It's mm -hmm. peaceful. You can hear everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, teaching kids about the natural world is so important. And when they come with the horse, they learn really I'm hoping to validate how intuitive those kids are mm -hmm. because they are born really being psychic and probably their kids are psychic until they're seven or eight until culture kind of trains it out of them with right. education and um, so I really want to validate that you know what you you know you can hear and you can ask questions and the trees can communicate back to you the animals the horses and so get them to ask questions, that sort of thing. Um, sometimes uh, teens come too. I've sometimes helped local high schools and they'll bring a group and just as a way to help some kids with anxiety mm -hmm. or um, kids that you know maybe aren't doing as well. It's just bringing them out into nature, go hiking, whatever, come be with horses, I think it can settle their nervous system. And mm -hmm. I had one boy who was probably 14 that came, and it was a group session, and uh, he was very fidgety, you know, tapping his feet and tapping his hand, and, and he had his turn to go in with the horse. and. Uh, you know, he had a hard time making on eye contact in the group. It's just right. his personality. Right. And he went in with the horse, and he was just kind of fidgety. And, can I have a brush? Can I have a brush? And I'm like, uh, I guess. Yeah, I'll get your brush. And then I realized, okay, put that brush down. That, so what I did is got him to just put his hands on the horse, close his eyes, and try to get him to start breathing and bring his energy down because mm -hmm. it was up here. I could mm -hmm. feel it. Everyone could feel it. And... Uh, Finally, after a few of that uh, breaths, and he got really relaxed, you could just, everything dropped. You, you, could, it was, you could see it. Right. And um, he's like, oh, I, this is like when I played basketball, because he was really good basketball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hi, Flash. Uh, okay, that means take a deep breath. <sighs> um, he said, this is like when I get in the zone, right mm -hmm. before I do a shot. It's like this moment of clarity comes, and he makes the shot. Interesting. And after that, he walked out, his voice had dropped two octaves. Wow. And he's like, he talked in a deeper voice, and all the girls are like, what happened to you? Right. Your voice is so different. Everything about him felt and looked so different. It's like a total calm clarity came over him, and I heard after the fact from the teachers, he completely changed after that. Mm -hmm. He went on to be student body president wow. and was leading all these groups at school. And who knew that today, that right. day here was a stepping stone for right. some transformation for him. So Very cool. I wish that for everyone that walks through here. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Because, yeah, you, uh, I wouldn't think, I mean, personally, I just wouldn't think that kids would be kind of that transformed. But it's interesting how the animal just has such an impact on pretty much everybody. It's true. I've had mm -hmm. families come with three or four kids, mm -hmm. and uh, we'll all sit down together uh, mm -hmm. with the with the horse, and he'll come walk around and stand with us in the circle. Mm -hmm. He might stand over them and go stand over each person in the family. So they've even laid chose to lie down, and they're looking up at the horse. Right. And then they'll all we'll do some, you know, little 
process or like an appreciation exercise. And so they're all going around appreciation, appreciating something about each family member. And so it brings them so close together. And uh, yeah, I'm just trying to create connection, create more love in our hearts and mm -hmm. have people, you know, kind of coming back to themselves and feeling like all is well. And uh, I am... I am a manifester, I am, a, I am grounded, I am calm, I am well, and may I go forth in the world to be a blessing to all those I encounter. So I really hope people leave with that, you know, and then they go back to real life and, um, you know, do their best to be of service in the world. Right, but a little bit more intuitive after they leave. I hope hopefully. so. That's awesome. Is the horse sympathetic? I think so. Mm -hmm. I think they're feeling people's emotions and energy the second they pull in the driveway <laughs> really from far far away uh -huh. and so my interest is getting those people congruent their energy congruent meaning like balanced open so that they're not closed mm -hmm. right and so that they're available to the horse and so i do think the horse is you know can show empathy yeah, when people are sad, or if they've had recent grief, you'll see the horse walk up to the person and just lean on them. Right. It's like, I didn't tell them to do that. Right. Or someone came that was pregnant, mm -hmm. and there was a group of six women, and they came for a fun friends outing. The one that was pregnant, the horse walked up to that one and just laid his head gently as ever on her belly and just rested wow. it there for five minutes. Wow. And we're, we're just like... He knows. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes if the people are afraid and very anxious, like, mm -hmm. I don't know, this is a dangerous animal. I mean, they might come just to overcome that. Mm -hmm. That horse can notice that, like, they need real stillness. Mm -hmm. They need calm, still, and sometimes they won't move. So I do think that empathy is something that they're able to pick up on. I can't kind of scientifically say, how is that so? Sure. But um, I do know that we all have an electromagnetic field around our body. Mm -hmm. And I know they've measured it from the HeartMath Institute uh, out of Stanford, that it, they've measured it 10 feet out of our body. Interesting. And on horses, they've measured it 40 feet out. Really? So I think they're picking up on our energetic field. Do you get other horse people to come? Or are they kind of in their own zone, in their own discipline, and you're never going to see a dressage person or a hunter-jumper person? Do you get horse people? Well, sometimes. It's interesting. Um, sometimes if you're a horse owner already, mm -hmm. or you, you know, and you compete or whatever, you're like, I know horses. I, I, I don't, I'm not that interested, which I understand. Right. Um, but I do notice that sometimes when they come, I'm hoping to get them, give them some tools to see their horse differently. Mm. So sometimes they are open to coming, like, well, what else can I do with my horse? Right. And then I'm curious, like, does your horse even like you? <laughs> <laughs> does your horse want to do what you're asking him to do? Right. Have you ever asked him? Um, and because when you're in the world of competing, it's, uh, it's really fun, right. but it's very oh. training oriented and mm -hmm. it's time-based because you're, you know, doing training every day and you on a schedule and you're like, let's go, you know? Right. And so there's not a lot of downtime often, or you're not just going to sit in your arena and laying on the ground with your horse. Cause right. it's, you know, it's a different mentality and, or you're busy. Right. And I'm hoping that they could just make time also to have 
non-structured time with their horse mm -hmm. to see what it wants to show them. And you know, I have friends that are you know professionals and competing, and those are big dreams, mm -hmm. right? To mm -hmm. win and it's fun and it's advancing and it's a challenge. And sometimes things happen with their horses where they get injured, they get sick, and or they the horse shows signs of stress, but they want to keep competing, mm -hmm. but those signs of stress could be something to examine, like, does your horse want to do this? Right. And so it's like, do you really want to ponder if you could give up your dream right. with your animal that doesn't want to do this? Right. That's very painful for yeah. some people. And uh, so I'm just hoping to uh, inspire them to find other ways to play with them also so that mm -hmm. they're building the, the sweet connection also and not just like I'm the dominant one in this relationship and we're following my agenda. Right, and as soon as you arrive at the stables, it's like go time, right? There might be some downtime right. as well. With that and animal. you get to groom them and wash them, and that's all pleasurable, I think, for the horse and the human, right. Right. Uh, which is great and important. I just like to uh, show them there's other ways to play. There's a whole field called Liberty Horsemanship and Liberty Training, which is like clicker training. You know, they do that with dolphins and mm -hmm. dogs, and so you can play games and mm -hmm. teach them to do fun tricks, and mm -hmm. you find out what they like to do. You just build on what they're already, it's, you know, it's fun. Yeah. Very cool. How does the how does the horse benefit? I mean, I, I understand how the the guest benefits, but how does the horse benefit from the program? Well, I think they get to do whatever the heck they want to do. Right. <laughs> so number one, I'm not making them do anything. Mm -hmm. I'm a, a hoping to make help create an inviting human, energetic being that they want to come to. Right. And one that um, also can express appreciation. So a uh, famous animal psychic told me, don't just have people come and hope to get something from the horse. They need to give back, mm -hmm. right? And stop telling the horse's old story. Don't just say, oh, he was da-da-da-da when he was three. She's like, they don't like that, you know, because, right. you know, they're who they are today mm -hmm. and they're not their past. So um, I hope that, you know, people can see them to as someone they could play with or they could just sit with. Um, you could do, a lot of people do groundwork with horses and have them on a lead rope and um, are exercising them. And that's a wonderful way for the horse to not just be, you know, led by being on top of them, mm -hmm. but also you can do it without ropes and halters too. Mm -hmm. And that's just an exploration that one could get into if they uh, wanted to play more with their horse. And so right. the liberty training is fun. and. You can get them to lie down. Mm -hmm. You can get them to, you know, step. You know, you've seen right. like the Cirque du Soleil horses. I mean, you could build to that. You would have to perhaps change how you see your horse, meaning I don't need you to do this. And right. you don't have to do this. Right. And I had a friend that rode a horse for a long time. She's like, you know what? I'm not going to make you do anything anymore. And I'm not going to ever get on you again until you tell me it's okay. And she waited and waited. I mean, and she's very intuitive, but she got the signal that she could get on again. Mm -hmm. And uh, that started her new relationship with her horse. And she did all kinds of groundwork, liberty training, and actually became a professional at that, where she got hired to do that for movies and stuff. That's awesome. So how can people find out more about Horse Heart and Connection? How do people find you? Well, I'm on the web under Horse Heart and 
horseheartandconnection.com. That's four words, horseheartandconnection.com. There's lots of stories and testimonials about people's experiences. I'm on Instagram, at horseheartandconnection. Lots of pictures of red and flash that mm -hmm. people can follow them. And uh, my email is, phone number is on the website if you want to call me and, you know, talk about a session. I, also, I do uh, once a month group sessions mm -hmm. where individuals can sign up and it's $75 a person and it's a group that comes together and uh, it's a way to meet others but experience what a horse heart connection session is and um, it's interesting how as humans we all are going through the same things and um, the horse has a way of uh, just leaving us all feeling more grounded and present. And then I also do many individual sessions in between those once a month groups for private sessions. Could be mm -hmm. one person, could be a couple, could be a family. And uh, it's a wonderful way to uh, reset, reclaim yourself, leave feeling grounded, and at least have a wonderful time out in nature with some amazing, patient, kind, loving beans, <laughs> red and flash. <laughs> Well, Andrea Gaines, thank you so much for being our guest on this edition of Farm Talk. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. We love being here at the Smarty Pants Ranch in Ojai, California. Thank you. This is Paul Ward, and thank you again for joining us for this edition of Farm Talk. We, of course, want to thank our sponsors again, the Escrow Hub and the Money Store. Be sure to tune in next time for another edition of Farm Talk.